Cut that there volume, man. We're having trouble in the video room. You're listening to the Sound Booth Podcast. Join us as three former students of an IFB Bible college talk about religion, pop culture, and living a life of balance between the two. Thank you for joining us on the Sound Booth Podcast. My name is John, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, uh, Glenn and James. How are What's y'all up? doing today? Hey, hey doing we're good. doing great. Hey, we're just, uh, we're just three former fundamentalists, and we, we just want to have casual conversations about pop culture, Christianity, and having balance and everything secular and spiritual. How, how's y'all's days going? Glenn, what, hey, what'd, you, what'd you do today? Oh, it just worked a little bit and uh, had a good time with it. I'm blessed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What about you, James? Uh, same thing. I've been uh, worked at eight o'clock this morning. You know, it's truck day, so restock oh. day, whatever that is. So, and that is another thing we should probably tell the people on the podcast that we are not in full time ministry. We're actually all just three laymen mm. that uh, hence work in the sound booth. Amen. We're yeah. wicked, but. Has, has any of y'all even worked in the sound booth? <laughs> I have. Well, podcast. I have a couple. I was podcast. Podcast. Yeah. About podcast. Podcast. You run from that podcast. Sounds like a convention for beans. <laughs> yeah. My day was about the same. Just just went to work at about eight, got off around 4.30. Same old, same old. We had a lot of busy. I had a lot of customers with a lot of problems I had to help today. So, but. It's all good fun. Yeah. Amen. So yeah, that gets us into one one thing that you brought up. It's like if only one of us here has ever worked in sound booth, why did we call this the sound booth podcast? That's true. James, yeah. you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, on this our premiere episode, we did a preview episode before you, you can check that out at, at your leisure or whatever word I'm trying to say right now. Um, at your convenience. Yes. Thank you. Hey man. You get paid <laughs> double your salary. Hey, man. So the point of this podcast is the sound booth is often seen as, I don't know, I know this isn't the same everywhere, but mostly in the church denomination we came out of, this is where you send most of your outcast or, you know, the people <laughs> that want to serve God, but you people don't want to look at them. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> or the preacher just wants to yell at them. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. So yeah, we are just three people deemed outcasts by fellow Christians or whatever, and we're just here to just talk about what we believe in, why we do it, because no one else will listen to us, or they think what we're talking about is heretical and all that fun stuff. Amen. Do you have any good um, sound booth stories, James? Uh, I got a couple. Um, I won't name names. Just tell us one. Okay. So... Yeah, like I said, I won't name names, but there there was this one time this evangelist came. He uh, he sang along with the CD soundtrack. Now, one, the CD changer that they used up in that thing could have probably been used by Elijah, you know, when he was on Mount Carmel. <laughs> yes. And Moses' DVD collection. <laughs> yes. Also, the back of that CD, there was more scratch marks than CD on that CD. <laughs> so then, well, while I'm trying to, you know, get the seed to work and get the thing to work. He's down there, you know, mocking me and like, as y'all know, when the Del fell out of hand heaven, he landed right in the sound booth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's one of my 
sound booth stories. Yeah, the one that's always fun whenever uh, whenever you you mess something up and everyone stares at you, which <laughs> that's fun I've only me. got one story, but it's a good one. Uh, they asked me to work the sound booth because nobody else in the church wanted to do it. Hey, and so they took me up there and was training me. And needless to say, they didn't ask me to come back up there. <laughs> so that was my experience. There, there were some, there were some nights where they wouldn't, where I didn't get a cameraman like, because I didn't ask her, no one wanted to do it. So I would set the soundboard, run over to the camera, run that, and then run back when there was something messed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember, uh, I think at, at one of, well, one of the churches I was at, the one of the running jokes about the sound booth guy was uh the pastor would say oh he's up there watching some some game like the cardinals game or something like that (laughs) whenever something messed up it was the cubs game for one of the sound guys there but you know yeah uh i i was i was just on reddit so amen yeah reddit that's a mission field right there (laughs) (laughs) so um now that our introductions are out of the way and we told you a bit about who we are we can get into kind of the topic that we wanted to uh, deal with tonight yeah so we're talking about the bible on the the main topic of this episode is going to be about the bible what it is what it is not and then kind of about why it's important to us Um, So what I'm going to start with is what the Bible is not. I'm going to list a few points here and we can talk about each one as we go through them. The first thing that the Bible is not, it is not a tool that we use to control others. You guys have any thoughts on that? Oh, so many thoughts. Um, (laughs) And this kind of gets into something we'll talk about later, but it's a with uh, using the Bible to control people, it's like, it's really not what it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then number two, it is not a weapon we use to attack those different from us. Exactly. Especially with traveling evangelists and pastors, you can't just get up and use the Bible and make it say what you want to say to push your own agenda. And people get hurt that way. A lot of people, and I've dealt with people before, I brought to church and some pastor preached some pretty unbiblical stuff and they never came back Yeah, and that they were hurt. And yeah. as far yeah. as I know, some people I've brought to church have never been saved because it was something that wasn't even in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's sad whenever you see a weapon that was, I mean, not necessarily a weapon, but a tool that was meant to encourage Christians and incur and, you know, bring hope and joy to believers that, gets twisted into a hammer and used to beat down people mm-hmm. and to lift up yourself when it's meant to lift up Jesus or God. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's been like that ever since I've been in an independent fundamental Baptist church. I mean, I can't even remember how many times that I didn't want to go to church because I knew I was about to be beat over the head about something. Uh, and it's hey, encouraging. Yeah. It's encouraging to get, attend to a church where you can actually feel God and worship him. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah. a stab at all independent fundamental Baptists because not all are like that, but there yeah. are a very large proportion that are. Yeah. Portion I mean, I, are. I got saved in an independent Baptist church and it's, I mean, I would say my experience at that church that was very short, it was a very good experience because the preacher there was very loving. And, um, and I know that there's, and, and I'm not saying that 
the other independent Baptist churches that the preachers weren't loving. Okay. So don't, don't get my words uh, out of context, but, but, uh, but there's a, there's a certain style that whenever they preach, a lot of times it can be taken as a little more hateful about what they're against. And it's all about what they're against and not what they're for. It's not about uh, the gospel and about Jesus. Sometimes we can get that out of focus often. I I was a, I, I know we're taking a bit a bit on this. It's just there's a lot to say here. There, um, there was a there was a clip on uh, IFB sermon clips, which if you're not following that on Twitter, what are you doing? If you <laughs> if you like this kind of stuff, it was I felt like I wanted to torture myself a bit, so I looked at the full sermon oh, and listened no. to it all. It was no. it was by it was by everyone's favorite preacher, Alan Domley. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jack Hiles. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I just listened to like 46 minutes of a guy just take one verse, butcher the crap out of it, pardon my French, and <laughs> and then just apply this verse that was meant to be signifying how Judah had this great start, but had grown up to be bad, so God's going to destroy it to say, hey, you need to keep everything that you have the same, keep the same Bible, because if you don't, bad things will happen. <laughs> I, I don't do this yeah were y'all at that were y'all at that youth conference when he called out that really chubby kid um it was right before his sermon and he asked who ate the most pizza and everybody was raising their hands you know like i did i did and then he looked at that really heavyweight kid and he pointed at him and goes i know you had a lot of pizza <laughs> amen well i'm glad that you're here tonight anybody have a good time today Hey man, anybody get stuffed on pizza? Anybody want some more pizza? I know you want a whole lot more pizza. I can see that. Uh, they don't have enough pizza to feed you, do they? And um, but anyway, I'm glad that you're here. I like youth conferences. Wow. I think that was our. Yeah. I think that was the youth conference we visited the college at, John. I think. Yeah, that was uh, like 2011. I don't. I didn't go to that youth conference. Yeah. But yeah, I heard about that though, and that's I, that's just sad. I have the DVD of that youth conference, by the way. All right, let's go into the next one. Number three, what the Bible is not. It is not a springboard for us to preach our preferences or traditions on others. And I know, Glenn, you kind of talked about that a little bit too, but um, do you guys have anything else to say on that? I know that's kind of along the same lines as the last one. Yeah, we kind of touched on this too, but just to reiterate a point, you know, the Bible is meant to preach Jesus, not you. Mm -hmm. You are not that important. (laughs) And if you're an authoritarian or a control freak, yeah, of course you're going to use the Bible out of context to control people. So stop Mm it. I I was (laughs) Glenn preaching straight fire right there. Yeah, you man. I was uh, listening to this uh, thing where it was a uh, therapist react to movie scenes and stuff like that. And talking about narcissists. And they said, one thing about uh, narcissistic people is they like to push people down to lift themselves up. Whereas confident people like to lift people up with them. Mm-hmm. That's like another, I think I've seen a quote somewhere about like a, a good leader leads by example when, um, a boss or someone that's that's a bad leader they just expect everyone to do this stuff for them when they when they're not willing to do it themselves so thought you're about to say that quote by lee robertson everything rises and falls on leadership i was about to slap you through the screen (laughs) (laughs) but but i think that that has some truth to it too though yeah it does hey man godly man 
every yeah. everything can be used in some every there's a positive in almost everything some you just gotta look really hard okay and then i'll go into the fourth thing of what the bible is not it is not limited to one translation and before i get any further there i just want to clarify to every to anyone who's listening i still use the king james version okay i, I don't <laughs> now that's <laughs> i use no, the message but, but that's the thing the king james version it's a version of the Bible. It's not the, the one that God wrote down that he uh, gave to Moses or to Peter and Paul. He didn't, he didn't speak to them in King James. He spoke to them in their native tongue, Greek, Hebrew, whatever that was. And they wrote it down then, but, yeah. but it's not limited to one translation though. Yeah. And we can, we can do a whole another episode on the whole translation thing. And by the way, I was just kidding. I don't use the message. <laughs> I, I use the, uh, Right, right now, I've got my growing collection of ESVs over there. I have st- phrased it this way. I don't think of myself as King James only anymore. I think of myself as King James also. Pretty much, yeah. I, I think that all the different translations can be used as a lens to, like, to get to the true heart of what the originals were trying to say. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm King James preferred, but I... I feel kind of wicked because I did buy an ESV <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mainly use it for just to get a different perspective, but mm-hmm. I, my favorite is still the King James. I'm, I mean, I'm exploring other <laughs> ones ex- as well, but yeah, I uh, thought the pits of hell was going to swallow me up ill when I walked to the counter with the John MacArthur <laughs> NASB yeah. and bought it. Everything was <laughs> yeah. just fine afterwards. I was, I was looking at a new living translation today, actually. Um, <laughs> I actually it, like that one. That, that's I've never one. really ventured out into any of those. I just, uh, I know a lot of the guys I listen to preach, like Dr. Stephen Lawson yeah. and uh, many of those other guys, they used the NASB. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I just started reading. And I love it. Yeah. I love my, the flow. I think uh, me and my wife were talking about this uh, today, uh, that uh, pretty much one thing that I've noticed is that we had the King James Bible beat into us so much when we were oh, yeah. growing up that I could not read it anymore. It just, you know, I had read it so much that I just couldn't bring myself to read now that's just the thing with me if i read something too much or expose something i just can't enjoy it anymore that's kind of what happened to me so using these different translations has kind of like refreshed that i think for me like i i see the king james bible in a completely different light than i did say two or three years ago because um i mean just over the past year listening to the recovering fundamentalist podcast and some other podcasts like that. And then just realizing, I mean, this is something that that's been going on in my life. I feel like for the last two or three years, I've just felt like I've been hitting kind of a spiritual burnout. Mm -hmm. Then after, after discovering that podcast and kind of just realizing that, you know, it's not all about, it's not all about our performance. God doesn't accept us based on our performance to him. He, he loves mm-hmm. us that he died for our sins. And if that's not enough, then I don't know what is. <laughs> so yeah. just kind of seeing things in that light and reading the Bible in that light without the lenses of legalism, even if it's the King James, I get so much more out of it than I, than I used to. It feels like. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's like we were the church that we go into the, the preacher there, he like dives into the Bible, starts comparing the translations, you know, and stuff like that. And it's one of those styles when there is done, it's like, wait, that's it. I, more, please. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, you know, more, you, 
you know you're in a liberal church when <laughs> when you want more <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah it's Amen. it's just hey the liberal soul shall be made fat so <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> bible that's right great. there yeah uh, it's a burst out of context <laughs> we'll, we'll get into more of that later okay so now we're going to go into what the bible is number one it is the ultimate authority for all believers. Yeah, we Think agree there. I agree. It's uh, it's you know God's words to us, His instruction, His you know lay down stuff like that. I think one of the problems most people have, especially there, they want to promote the Bible to like the fourth member of the Trinity. Yes. So yeah. they make it an idol. Well, I think usually with that, it's a specific version of the Bible when they idolize it. But I, a specific I group. I wanted <laughs> well, to do a video yeah. thing where um, where I. I take one of these uh, sermons and then every single time they don't preach something, that's the Bible, just speed it up (laughs) and then see how long the sermon actually is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Number two, what the Bible is, it is the complete word of God. It contains everything he wants us to do and not to do. Kind of just what we've been talking about earlier. The Bible doesn't preach. It's not, it's not something for us to preach our preferences our traditions, our standards on other people. If if it's not in the Bible, let's just not preach it. That's mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Amen. God I don't think God wants us to tell people how they ought to dress if it's not something that's that's actually listed in the Bible. Yeah, if it's not, exactly. not pertaining to but they believe it's and there. things like that. Yeah. Like well, when we were IFB, like we thought it was there. Exactly. And we preached it. I was uh I was reading this article the other day about, you know, what did Paul actually mean when he said, you know, adorn yourselves in modest apparel. And if you read the whole like context in that verse, he was telling people to, you know, dress so no one would be intimidated by you. Dress, you know, so people would be comforted around you, not, you okay. know, so you would be different. Or yeah. because if you were a person to walk into a church and every single girl there is, you know, wearing skirts and it's all suit and ties, I don't I don't know about you, but me walking in with, if I was in like just a t-shirt and jeans, I would just feel really intimidated right there. Yeah, that runs well, people off. Yeah. The the whole point of modesty is to not draw attention to yourself. It's, um, they talk, the I think the only verse, there's only one verse in the Bible and I'm, I don't know exactly where that's listed. I'd have to look it up, but it's in I think one of the Timothys maybe or something. In the one verse that mentions the word modest or modesty, it's talking about not not wearing all kinds of expensive clothing, jewelry, things like that, that would be just like you were saying, James, of wearing suits and ties and all this stuff that makes you look like you're some lawyer, some <laughs> lawyer, some uh, rich businessman or something like that. That's going to that's gonna run some people off. They're going to be intimidated by that. Yeah. I do remember in Bible college, guys bragging about uh, how their suit is better than someone else's suit because they actually got it from a retail store and not <laughs> Goodwill. <laughs> so I, that does spark up a haughty spirit. Number three what the Bible is. It is a love letter from God to man or to mankind. It definitely is. I'm so glad that God loves us. And where would we be without him? Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We uh, did nothing to deserve any of this at all. And right, everything we are the children who broke his heart, yet he loves us anyway. It's, mm-hmm. And yes, he's not just love. He's like, He's everything, everything and anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was a part of a book I was reading or just an article recently, but it was saying whatever I was reading, it was saying something about that. God can't be, he can't be a good, a good God. If he doesn't punish, if he doesn't punish evil, if he's like, 
I mean, a righteous judge wouldn't give a free pass to to just anyone and everyone who breaks the law. There has to be a punishment for wicked. But but then where his love breaks through is he his son died for us and uh, gives gives us the opportunity to to restore that relationship, the broken relationship. Yeah. Oh, for the record, we are uh, fundamentalists as believing the fundamentals of the faith yes. and. Uh, Yes. We just don't affirm all the other extra biblical things that are uh, yeah. preached at us. Yeah. When we say we're former fundamentalists, that we're we're more talking about the the independent fundamental Baptist side we're of things f- with all yeah. the with all the extra traditions and preferences and things like that. So mm-hmm. we don't adhere to all those traditions, but we still adhere to the the principles and the fundamentals of the faith. Amen. A better a better description of we're former separatist so yes <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's like it's like what you were saying about uh about god and stuff like that i i view it as kind of like how how a father loves his children you know or mm-hmm. parents love their children you know we we've disappointed our parents you know a lot like yes <laughs> mm-hmm. but like yeah they they've gotten mad at us a lot uh, but yeah. yet they still if they're you know they're great parents they still love you and that's Mm -hmm. just a image or illustration of how god feels about us yes we we don't have to live a defeated life yeah and and if our parents truly love us then when they when they discipline us it's it's because they love us it's not because it's not because they want us to feel pain or they want us to suffer it's because they want us to they want to correct us they want to put us on the right path it's like Mm -hmm. It's the difference between fearing God and fearing God. To fear something, it's like, you know, you're fearing repercussions or something like you, if you step one toe out of line, they're there to beat you on the head with a stick or something. But <laughs> then there's uh, the fear meaning respect. You know? The reverential fear. Yeah. You respect your parents. You mm-hmm. respect your people who are good, that are in authority over you, who exercise right, you know, right, true authority. We, f- we fear God because of because of how awesome He is and how great He is, and we we know that. What am I trying to say here? But but we we know that He's He has our best interest, and in that if we if we don't follow the the Word of God, then um, there can be consequences. But it's because of God's love that He has those boundaries in place. Amen. And also, He gives us you know the choice whether or not to you know obey Him or not. Like exactly. Yeah. And diso- disobedience to, to his laws, that doesn't mean that that doesn't take God's love away from us. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Well, good stuff. Very good. I don't know if there was anything you guys wanted to add about what the Bible is or what it isn't, but that's no, all I had. I think we've hit, we've hit on most of the major stuff. You know, if, I mean, the Bible, it's, it's not, you know, it's not our God. That's God. And, you know, Jesus is our mediator, but the Bible is a tool for us to, it's a list of lessons that can be applied to almost every single area of our life that's for help and for encouragement for, you know, all that fun stuff. Yes, sir. We kind of hit on what the Bible means to, to us through all these uh, points about what the Bible is to us. We think it's an important tool in our, in, you know, our daily lives. And now we want to get into some of the things that people do that kind of, annoy us and we're sick of seeing it that we've alluded to before using the bible out of context i definitely have to say psalm 1 1 
Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And that's a great verse, and it is a very powerful verse, too, to the Christian believer that, you know, it warns us not to be, you know, not to do certain things and not to go certain places and to yoke up with people that will be the ultimate reason for our downfall. But there are a group of people that like to take that, mainly all the legalists, and they'll say, don't hang out. I mean, you can't. It creates a clicky atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it causes a very separatist mindset that, and I believe myself personally, you could walk into a bar and witness the people. Mm -hmm. And it's been done that way, but yet they will never do that. They'll stand at the they'll stand at the street corner and scream at you, but yeah, to a lesser extent, it's the whole movie theater argument all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Which, which you know, my my whole beef with the movie theater is if I want to see the movie, I'll go see it. I just don't do it that often because I don't think it's a good use of my money, and I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of it right now. So you know, that's Amen. my that's my reason for it. It's not spiritual at all. I think the last movie I saw in there was Endgame. So by the mm-hmm. by the way, we'll talk superheroes out of the future episode. Yeah. I understand the money saving things because you two guys have just bought houses as well. <laughs> so congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a blessing and it's a curse. <laughs> hey, my, my, you know, verse out of context that I keep seeing used. I, there's two of them. I'm only gonna I'll I'll mention both of them, but I only expound on one. One one of them I see every year around graduation is Jeremiah 29 11. The uh for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in the future, or something like that. It's okay. like it yes, that's a good verse to slap on every single graduation gift ever, but the context of it was God was saying, Hey, you're here in captivity, I know what's going on. I got you. Just be patient. I'll get you through this. That was the verse right there. Is that a good promise we can use for our life? But the context of it, it being just being slapped on a graduation thing, I don't know. Kind of. The one that dri- that's been driving me up the wall lately is uh, whenever someone cracks open the old chestnut of Psalms 12 verses 6 and 7. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes back to the uh, whole Bible thing. It's a about how, bless God, the words of the Lord are pure words that still were tried in the first of our seven times. <laughs> it's just, okay, yes. One, words of the Lord does not equal King James. It just means <laughs> words. And it does not say that. Yeah, and if you were to read this entire verse in context, I'm quoting it from memory, so forgive me if I, uh, I'm quoting things from memory right now, so forgive me if I mess it up. If, if you read the entire passage, you realize that this is a reaction to people, you know, boasting or that they're about to destroy, you know, the poor and helpless. And then God says, no, you can't do that. I will stop you. And then David's like, and the Lord has said this, and you can trust him because his words are pure. This is talking mm-hmm. more of the promises of God rather than, you know, a Bible. Yeah. Which, you know, a thing that's a oh, oh, psalm that's over like 2,000-ish years old being referred to a Bible that won't be written for thousands of years in the future. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's referring to the Bible, it's referring to God's original word. It's not, it's not referring to the King James that was going to be written, yeah, like you said, 2,000 years later, two or 3,000 years later. And if you want to stretch it even further, you know, doesn't John say that Jesus is the word? I'm just mm-hmm. saying. They're going to attack you like uh, Brother Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Okay. So my first one. Sorry, I'm sorry if you guys heard my uh, me flipping through my Bible pages earlier. I forgot that my microphone was right in front of it, but that's uh, fine. Um. Anyway, my first one I want to list is um the ever so patriotic Psalms 33:12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom He hath chosen for His own inheritance. Hey, um, I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you guys all have heard that heard that verse used around election time or around fourth of july 9 11 patriotic holidays and services that and the tried and true uh if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray blah blah blah. that's that's the fundamentalist favorite verse (laughs) right i actually i think on a wednesday night at my church i heard this verse preached yeah it's psalm 33 12 and it was all about this was right before the the elections this past year <laughs> and it was all about how america's going away from god and socialism is creeping into this country and if uh you know if we'll go back to god then our nation will be blessed now that's that's a good thought but this verse is not talking at all about that it's talking it's talking yeah. about israel we're americans we think everything is about us so <laughs> um, especially christians yeah. I did want to mention one other verse, and this is First Timothy 5, verse 20. says, them that sin rebuke before all that others may also may fear. I've heard this preached multiple times, saying that when someone sins, when someone backslides or they get out of line, you ought to rip them to shreds from the pulpit and, um, you know, bring their sin. <laughs> But if you actually look at the context of that verse, just look one verse before that in verse 19, it says against an elder receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses, them that sin rebuke before all the others also may fear. So that's talking about an elder, a pastor, a leader in the church. If they're caught in sin, if they're living a sinful lifestyle and they're, they're living contrary to the word of God, that's someone that you have to bring you have to rebuke them before all you have to bring it before the church. That's we could list. I'm not going to go into any of the people that we've, that we've seen it happen to before, but there's been many, many pastors and men of God that have um, gone way contrary to the word of God. And people have just, the churches have just let it slide or uh, continue on. Or preserve, they have to preserve the brand because, you know, God forbid that we show the world that we're human. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it goes back to what what you were saying about using the Bible and you know the word Christian for control. The IFB does it. The televangelists do it. A lot of Christian denominations are guilty of uh, using the Bible as their own bludgeoning tool, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. It's it, it's like you were going with what the uh, Bible is and isn't. It's Another thing, it's not a tool for your preferred political movement or stuff like that. Yeah, very true. All right, is it time for some laughs? Oh, yeah, it's time for some laughs. We've had our seriousness, so now it's time to bring this whole thing home with some funny, fun, fun, fun. On a group we were in on Facebook, the Recovering Fundamentalist RFP fam community, this was a couple weeks ago from this recording, someone said... With all the characters in the Bible, what would happen if you gave them a theme song? What is a theme song, any song, secular or Christian, that would represent a Bible character? It was a comedy goldmine. Amazing. Mwah. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so we are going to go through, and these are ones that we come up on our own or ones that we've seen, and give you like our 
top whatever this ends up being. Okay. My first theme song that I'll list is the theme song for Jezebel in the Bible, Free Fallen by Tom Petty. If you don't get that, just just look up Jezebel in the Bible, see, check out her her ending, and you'll, you'll get it. You'll understand. Uh, I would have to say for Samson and Absalom, they would definitely deserve "Dude Looks Like a Lady" by Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's not a, a politically one. correct song nowadays, anyway. So true. I'm gonna bring up Samson again, and I'm gonna say "Blinded by the Light." <laughs> <laughs> you could also use that for Saul or Paul, the apostle, yeah. before he was saved. Uh, yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Here's one that I don't think I shared with you guys before, but well, Glenn will know this because you know Ariana Grande's song, but it's uh the song "No Tears Left to Cry," and that's for E for Esau. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And and I'm going to take some of these songs and uh, turn them into actual videos and you can find them on our Instagram page at SoundBoothPod or at our Twitter good. also at SoundBoothPod. You remember for uh, it was like either Song of Solomon or David and Bathsheba. You remember that one, Glenn? Oh, I don't. I don't. Jason uh, Derulo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible. But uh, I'll have to say Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Oh. Between Jonathan and David. <laughs> I can just uh, see them in I, a uh, brotherly loving fashion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a clip for that, but we won't mention that here because I'm still rinsing my eyes out from that. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I, I'm going to go with Walls of Jericho. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I apologize for my singing. Oh, nice. <laughs> If we're going to be Wait. singing, then I'll, here's my next one. The song for Lucifer is, I want to be the very best. <laughs> What's the, how's the rest of it go? Like no one ever was. Yeah. <laughs> to catch the... No. <laughs> yeah, James knows all those. Uh, I, w- I was a wicked heathen who stuck Pokemon when it was outlawed. By the way, that's a future episode, Pokemon. Amen. That one deserves one all to itself. Glenn, you got another one? How about Glenn didn't write any hey, of these down? I didn't. <laughs> hey Jude by the Beatles. <laughs> referring to Hey Jude. Referring <laughs> to Jude. <laughs> uh, That's a good one. Let's see here. I'm going to go with the word, loving words of our Lord and Savior. Never going to give you up. <laughs> Never going to let you Rick down. Roll. Hey, Never going to run around. Hey, hey John. <laughs> I remember that song I was talking about, David and Bathsheba. Yeah. It was Ed, Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. Oh, I, thought it was <laughs> I think it was Trumpets by Jason Derulo. Oh, okay. It might have been th- that. There's I been think a that, couple. I think that one's fitting for a song of Solomon. We can we can edit that out if that's if that's yeah. too raunchy, but <laughs> we're, we're um, whose line is it anyway? This right yeah. now. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's one I got. Satan. In Genesis 3.15, ain't that a kick in the head? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that a bruise in the head? (laughs) (laughs) That was a stretch, but yeah. Let's see here. I got um, for King Eglon, you know, the guy who the dirt came out, as the King Mm. James says. I got fat by Weird Al Yankovic. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. Let's see just, here. Oh, John, John, you were talking about uh, Free Fallen by Tom Petty. A good one would be The Man That Fell Asleep and at the Book of Acts <laughs> at the window. <laughs> uh, 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 Elijah on Mount Carmel, burning ring, I fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> or great balls of goodness gracious great balls, balls of, fire. of fire here's uh here's another one zacharias the the father of john the baptist don't speak uh david about to be annoyed it's gonna be me in sync uh we are old <laughs> yeah we're like the boomer millennials we're boom lineals. <laughs> oh, hey, man. what about Job? Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows the, the trouble, trouble I've seen. seen. Oh, my favorite episode of Recess. <laughs> Wasn't that on Big Bang Theory too, Glenn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here's one for you, Glenn. Uh, Solomon to his wives, fat bottom girls. <laughs> <laughs> my queen <laughs> yeah here's one for uh thomas and then i saw her face <laughs> now i'm a believer. I'm a believer. or i guess you could say then i saw his scars <laughs> now i'm a believer <laughs> for the prodigal son carry on my wayward son there'll be peace with you <laughs> oh here's here's a new one um a new song for david dancing on my own <laughs> i always thought about lady Ga- lady gaga's just dance just dance be okay I, I could see david dancing in the street and i was also i was also gonna do uh mick jagger and davy bowie dancing in the street <laughs> you got the moves like jagger <laughs> okay this is going off the rails <laughs> all right all right let's just do a couple more peter bad liar by the imagine dragons David, the, the Imagination Dragons, <laughs> or doesn't Selena Gomez sing a song called "Bad Liar" too? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, Saul to David, maybe now we got bad blood, even though we used to be mad love. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good sure. one. Bring us some Tay Tay in here. Oh, that that could also be for Cain and Abel. Yeah. Oh, Dave, what was the one about Ananias and Sapphira? I see fire by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, David looking at Bathsheba, Jesse's girl. <laughs> yeah. Here's the the stone that covered Jesus's tomb. This is how we roll. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll rock you like a hurricane. <laughs> The, the uh, oh wait yeah. what was that one um uh, about steven James? i was i was just about to say that the crowd stoning steven we will <laughs> we will rock, rock you, you. <laughs> 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 all right well this has completely gone off the rails <laughs> yeah i hope um, people actually tune in next time yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we haven't completely run them off by then or by now. Yeah, if you're still here. Thanks. You're good people. <laughs> uh, so Amen. yeah, this concludes our premiere episode. Uh, next time, um, permitting, we will be discussing about superheroes. This will probably not be as spiritual as the Bible. We're probably going to do 
like um, spiritual thing, not spiritual thing, and then just repeat the pattern. So yeah, we'll be talking about Marvel versus DC, the Schneider, the new Snyder cut, Schneider, 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 Schneider. Sorry, Sex sorry, Schneider, Schneider. So yeah, um, our our thoughts on that, you know, and all our comic book things which by the way speaking of the bible if you want good um adaptations of the bible in comic book form check out a group called kingstone comics they use uh comic book artists who've worked for both dc marvel and all the indie people to like bring the bible to life and it is glorious hmm. Just i thought you was about to say the action bible <laughs> oh i was gonna say that too i've heard of that one yeah the action bible is good it's just it's more of a collection of bible stories i i'm sorry i work christian retail i know all these things the uh the kingstone bible they've literally almost done the entire bible including the parts you wouldn't think be able to adapt in the comic in the comic book form so yeah wow yeah even all the begats <laughs> yeah they they summarized that part but they actually did almost all of the minor prophets the part wow. no one knows about so yeah <laughs> that's cool well anyway um i want to thank y'all for listening to whatever this turned into at, on here on the sound booth podcast and it's a wanna, good time <laughs> and if you want to follow us on our social media we are on twitter and on um yeah we're on twitter we're <laughs> myspace Oh yeah, we're firing up the old MySpace. <laughs> we're <laughs> 2005. Right now, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Soundbooth Pod, and I hope to see y'all one day in the next recording. Yes. Y'all have a good night. Good uh, night. Be sweet. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>